The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 27th, 2020. The woman in your life will do what she must do to comfort you and calm you down and let you rest now. The woman in your life, she can rest so easily. She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz, and I'm your host. And with me at the board is my friend, my partner, my engineer, and my co-producer, Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. What a beautiful day here in Sonoma County. I have two special guests today. Joining me in the studio is Renee Riggs and Cecile uh, Carabin. They are community neighborhood organizers who will talk about an upcoming event called Santa Rosa Together that is happening on January 31st and February 3rd in Santa Rosa. Both women have a passion for community outreach and engagement, and they definitely fit the... the uh, idea of women's spaces, ordinary women doing extraordinary things. And also for this segment, joining me on the phone is a good friend of mine, Jan Baylock, who is the past chair for the Commission on the Status of Women, and she will be talking about the upcoming program, Voices of Sonoma County Women, listening session. Really sounds interesting, which will be happening at the main library in Santa Rosa tonight. Can you believe that? It looks like a really, really interesting interesting program well i can hardly believe it is the last show of the month and we will be doing excuse me not the last show of the month the last monday of the month and we will be doing the women's spaces pledge i gotta tell you something i went to the uh the i would say the kickoff or the uh the uh celebration of the program from Suffrage to Me Too, Groundbreaking Women in Sonoma County exhibit at the Sonoma County uh, Museum in downtown Santa Rosa. And I'm telling you, my listeners out there, this is a must-see. I want to just give you a little explanation of what this is all about. The exhibit at the Sonoma County Museum in Santa Rosa had their opening reception. That was last Friday. The exhibit explores the changing expectations, challenges, and obstacles to inclusion that women have faced and the remarkable people who have broken the barrier. The exhibit is set up to take you on a journey that begins in 1787 with Abigail Adams to the present time, highlighting local women and events in Sonoma County. And you can go and see all the wonderful, wonderful signs that people were were carrying at the Women's March on the 18th of January last uh, this month. It is so exciting to see this. And there's a surprise. I was shocked all of a sudden people coming up to me saying, Elaine, do you know you're there? I go, what? Why am I there? I There's my picture. I'm considered a woman who started radio here. One of the first here in, in Sonoma County on KBBF. One of the first women's straight women's shows in the county and i'm very proud to have that title so there was my picture so i encourage people to go and you've got plenty of time 
trust me, you have plenty of time because it ends. It started in, uh, last week and it's going to end on uh, September, I believe it's September 13th is the last day. So you've got quite a stretch to see it. And I'm telling you, don't miss it. And Eric Stanley, who was the curator there, was very, very interesting because when he looked at me, I says, Eric, what did you get out of doing this exhibit? He said, Elaine, I had no idea that women went through such hardships and such a struggle, and they're still struggling. And, oh, there's one other thing that I got to tell you that just blew me away. When I was 16 years old, I worked for the telephone company. And, you know, I'm going to be 80 next month, so in March. So, I mean, <laughs> I've been around a little bit. So there was this old switchboard with actually the plugs where I used to pick it up and put it and say long distance. And I was showing Ken, look, Ken, I worked on this board. So there's so many things there. And one last thing I want to say is another thing that blew me away was when I saw our president, Alicia Sanchez's picture when she was about uh, maybe 30 years old with his beautiful black hair, it just blew me away. So please do not mix the exhibit. So this is a must-see and will be at the museum from January 25th to September 13, 2020. The museum is also celebrating celebrating 35 years of great exhibits. It's open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 to 5 and it's located at 425 7th Street in Santa Rosa. And a huge shout out shout out to the museum and to the wonderful team that put all this together. I mean, it's just amazing. Imagine walking through from 1787 all the way up to 2020. Just amazing. And then on Saturday... I mean, it just blew me away. There was a protest downtown, uh, no war with Iran. And I have to say, I have to say, I was very disappointed that there weren't just thousands of people down there. And one of the things that I did is I brought a poster was when we were, uh, when we were protesting the Iraq war. And I put on top, 2002, we were right. Let's not go to war with Iran at this time. And I was very disappointed that more people were not out there. But I want to do a shout out to all the people that were that are committed to come out and say, listen, we have to speak out. I mean, our children are the future. You know, I was listening this morning to uh, Amy Goodman on Democracy Now! And I heard our president that he went to this, uh, I guess it's for life, uh, 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 March for Life. Uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., and looked like thousands of people stood up there. And uh, one of the things he said was is how we have to have freedom for the children and all these wonderful things, and we have to preserve life. Well, you know what I say to these people? I agree. You know, I'm really glad that he was there, and I'm really glad they had that march because I agree. I support life. I really do. And you know something? If if abortion is the issue, like, oh, my goodness, we shouldn't be aborting or all these other things, it's not really about abortion. It's about choice, but they focus on abortion. I say, make it illegal. But let's make all killing illegal. Let's make wars illegal. Let's make cutting food stamps for children illegal, cutting uh, 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 school programs, lunch programs, no medical. I mean, come on. Once that child gets out, what happens? I mean, you're, you're screaming and yelling for an unborn, but what happens when the born comes? And I'll tell you something. I'm willing more than ever to say, okay, make it illegal, but we're going to make all killing illegal. All killing. And there's many, many, many ways we kill our children. Let's just think about the borders separating their children from their parents. I mean, it's mind-boggling. 
So, Mr. President, I agree with you. Life is very important. I value life. Let's make killing illegal in all forms when it comes to children, when it comes to adults. That's a lot to think about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're fighting for the wrong thing in my mind, and we have to get a little bit real about it. But anyway, that's a lot to think about, but that's what Women's Spaces is all about. Well, before we go into the Women's Spaces Pledge and we go through all these other things, I want to welcome my guest joining me on the phone, John Baylock from the Commission on the Status of Women. Welcome, Jan. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you, Elaine. I'm glad to be with you. Well, I am really happy to hear to hear from you. And, you know, I was really excited when I found out. I all of a sudden came across this piece of paper, and it was called Voices of Sonoma County Listening Session. And it just sounded really, really interesting. But before we go into that, Jan, tell us a little bit about the commission, its mission, and uh, how one gets appointed. I know you were the past president, and you have quite quite a background. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and tell us a little bit about the commission. And okay. Sp- um, and speak well, up, hon. Oh, pardon me? Speak up. The, okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, this is perfect. Go ahead. Okay, great. Um, The mission of the commission is to promote equal rights and opportunities that enhance the quality of life for all women and girls and to address issues of discrimination and prejudice that negatively affect women in Sonoma County. That is our mission statement. Um, We are an advisory body. We are appointed by the Board of Supervisors. Uh, There are five um, supervisors, five districts in the county, and each uh, supervisor can appoint up to three um, commissioners uh, on the status of women. Um, it's a two-year term, and um, we are to attend a monthly meeting. You are to participate in at least one ad hoc. Um, and so, you know, we, our, our meetings are run like um, any board meeting was run. Um, but... It, what we recommend to people is if they are interested in being a commissioner, which, by the way, we do have two openings in the third district, which is Shirley Zane's district, and we have one opening in the fourth, which is um, James Gore's district. Um, if they're interested in um, applying to be a commissioner, the first thing I would do is attend one of our meetings. We meet every um, second Thursday of the month at 6 o'clock at 575 Administration Drive. Um, and you really get an idea of what we're working on, how we work, how we discuss things, what projects are coming up, and get an idea if that would be a good fit for you. Me, that's, that's very important. Let me ask you a question um, here, Jan. You know, you're yeah. a member of the National Association of Commissions for uh, on the Status of Women. Yeah. And you have also you've successfully launched this wonderful program that we're going to talk about. And also mm-hmm. you're on several you're on several boards and uh, helping different programs. Mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. what motivated you to be a commissioner and and the various roles if you can explain it. I mean, you gave me some initials NACW mm-hmm. and uh, what is mm-hmm. your capacity and what are you doing there? And what motivated you all of a sudden to become a commissioner and become so involved? Well, um, I, I've i always been a leader and a feminist, and I raised um, two daughters as a single parent. Um, I was always involved in, in their school and their lives and very much into empowering them. When they uh, graduated and moved away, 
Um, I really wanted to kind of fill my life with something very meaningful, and I'm a um, survivor of sexual assault and sexual abuse, and um, I really wanted to take the feelings I've had my whole life of that weighing on me and take that and do something positive with that energy. So I was invited to participate in the first One Billion Rising, which I know you've participated in. Oh, my God, I can't believe it that I was actually in the vagina monologues itself. (laughs) That's awesome. I read The Flood. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's great. But anyway, you know, uh, obviously it's about... um, fighting violence against women, breaking the chain of violence against women. And then I heard about the commission um, quite accidentally, and I thought, wow, that is something I really think I'd be good at. I've been a business manager. I've, I've run lots of different kinds of meetings. I am interested in all things uh, having to do with women's equality and certainly uh, sexual assault and such. So I applied and was appointed by Susan Gorin, um, I'm just starting my third two-year term with the commission. Well, you've done you've done a great, great job, and I know that you have been particularly involved with this program that's happening this evening. I can't believe it. That I'm sorry, you know, I announced it last week. Also, when I saw it, I just thought uh-huh. it was just amazing. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. It's called uh-huh. Sonoma County Women Listening Session for the public, and it's uh-huh. hosted by the Sonoma County Commission on the Status of Women. Talk about uh-huh. it. What is what is a listening session? What what is how how is this going to be handled? So um, it's going to be a relatively open forum. Um, We will be, the other commissioners and myself will be inviting women from the community to talk about issues that impact their lives personally in their own community and also what they see as the biggest issues impacting their community, whether it's personal or not. And sometimes those are very different things. Why do you think... Oh, go ahead. Why do you think this is an important event to have? And you're talking about, I know it's very difficult for women mm-hmm. to speak out. I know when I bring women into the show here and the, to do an interview, I mean, I, they're, just, they're nervous, they're insecure about it, and, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, they need that voice. We have to have that voice. Why do you think this is important yeah. to, for women to gather in this way? Well, for one thing, it's been really interesting because we've been going to different communities and there are some issues that are very similar and there's some that are very, very different and that have to do with that part of the county. Um, and so we think it's really important for those women's voices to be raised about issues they are seeing in their neighborhoods and their schools that may not be the same, like in Cloverdale, it may be very different from downtown Santa Rosa. Um, and, and we also went to the women's jail. And, of course, their issues, some of their issues are the same, but some are very, very different, having to do more with mental health. What we do here across the board is lack of services in certain areas. And so what we're wanting to do is come up with some ideas that might impact policy or might impact what types of services we can bring to different parts of the county um, that are not being provided right now. Amazing. So that, that's, yeah, that's a big part of it. 
Well, I want to congratulate you. I want to congratulate you on doing this because I know how much work it takes to get people together just to write this stuff up and to plan it and to and to travel with it. So I really want to give you a big shout out for that, Jen. So listen, we're at the end of the segment right now. So why don't you tell us any final words you have that you'd like to let uh, our listening audience know? Uh, give us the website and uh, let mm-hmm. me just let me just tell folks one thing: the the event is going to be happening this evening from six to eight p.m. at the Central mm-hmm. Santa Rosa Library at 211 East Santa Rosa Street. And that's going to be t- uh, tonight. Excuse me, 211 East East Street in Santa Rosa. Yeah. Oh, God, put yeah. your words together, Elaine. So go ahead. <laughs> any last words, your, your website, and any information that you'd like to give? Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. And the easiest way to find our website is SoCo CSW. So it's S-O-C-O-C-S-W. You'll find us right there. Also, follow us on Facebook. We have a very active Facebook uh, following and Instagram. Um, so you can see other events coming up um, that we're doing. And I really appreciate your sharing our event tonight with the community. Well, also, uh, Women's History Month is going to be on. Uh, it will be in March. Mm-hmm. And I have my fingers crossed that uh, that you and another commissioner will be on, maybe on the junior commission, because I know you're very, very much involved in that. Yes, that would be great. Well, thank you so much, Jan Blaylock, who is a member of the Commission on the Status of Women. And we were just talking about the event that's happening, Voices of Sonoma County, Women's Listening Session, that's happening tonight at the Central Santa Rosa Library, 211 East Street in Santa Rosa. Amazing, amazing event. And I wish you much success with this, Jan. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you so much. Well, boy, lots going on. And here we are. The last Monday of the month. Where has January gone? I feel like it had wings on it. You know, it's going away. Hey, January, I got to catch up with you. So we're going to do the Women's Spaces Pledge. And I hope that my, I have two wonderful guests in the studio with me. And I hope that they will be able to do it. As you know, most folks know that I did develop the Women's Spaces Pledge for my grandson when he was about seven years old, when he came out of this nursery and he was crying that the nursery teacher said that he was a bad boy. And it definitely reminded me of my childhood when I was told constantly children should be seen and not heard and I was a bad girl and boy when he said that to me the hair on my arms just stood on end and I said no your self-esteem does not depend on that teacher and I made up this saying so that's a little bit of the story of the women's basis pledge so what I want you to do if you're driving your car just listen you know, don't don't uh, don't close your eyes. But if you're in your home or in your kitchen or somewhere that you can comfortably sit down and just take a deep breath. And I'm, first, I'm going to say the pledge, and then I will say it. Well, and then I'm going to say it line by line, and have that. That's when you'll repeat after me and the folks in the studio, and you too can if you could if you could enjoy if you could join us. So here we go with the Women's Spaces Pledge. I'm going to say it first. My self esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. My self-esteem depends on my relationship with myself and my higher power. 
And I just want my listeners to know that I say that pledge six times before I come on the air because I'm a nervous wreck. And no, everybody says, oh, you're not nervous. You look so calm. Uh-uh. The adrenaline's flying. Trust me. This is not an easy task. But because I take that pledge and I integrate it within myself, and I know I'm just trying to do the best I can. That's what it's all about, folks. You're all, you know, we all make mistakes. I've made many in my own life. But you know something? If I would have known better, I would have done better. And once I know better, then I do better. But my self-esteem should not be it, it should not be thwarted because I might make a mistake. So now I'm going to ask the folks to just repeat after me, and then we'll finish the pledge and we'll go on to the next segment. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. My self-esteem, my self-esteem does not depend does not depend on anything on anything outside of me outside of me. My self-esteem my self-esteem depends. Depends on my relationship, on my my relationship with myself, with myself, and my higher power, and my higher power. Oh, doesn't that give you the chills? So I'm going to say it one more time, and just let's all say it together like a chorus. One, two, three. My self-esteem does not depend on anything outside of me. My self-esteem depends on my relationship with myself and my higher power. Oh, man, that sounds really good. Well, I want to do, before we take a musical break, I want to say Happy New Year. February 1st is going to be is uh, the Chinese New Year, the year of the rat. And I have a little FYI for you folks. Ken's a rat. He's my favorite rat. <laughs> and I'm a dragon, by the way. But it's the year of the rat this year. There's going to be a, a Chinese uh, New Year celebration. And if you want to find out information about it, call Nancy Wang at 707-576-0533. It's going to be happening. It's their annual. It's the Redwood Empire Chinese Association. What a wonderful party they have you know the beauty the beauty of all these different things that happen you know once we know each other once we interact with each other it's different our prejudices kind of go down our fears go down so i really encourage this is a very this is a community event but it's also an event celebrating a culture the Redwood Empire Chinese Association. They have the dragon dance, and they have these wonderful, wonderful young women dancing with these beautiful costumes, and it's all about their culture. And, you know, these many people come. I know for myself, I'm only a first-generation uh American on my father's side, and I know nothing of our culture. I know nothing. I finally saw a film one time uh, on uh, what was happening in, in uh, Russia at the time that my grandmother and her sister left Russia. But I don't know anything about the culture. But what's so beautiful about the Chinese culture is they keep it up. You know, they keep some of their traditions up, and at the same time, they're devoted Mar- Americans. So it's just, it's it's an amazing event to go to. So Happy New Year, the Year of the Rat, and thank you, Nancy Wang, for all that you do. And then there's something really special. What, what my dear? Oh, February 1st. That's right. Chinese New Year celebration, February 1st. And here is something I want you to mark on your calendar. You know, oftentimes, you know, we hear information on the news. We hear all kinds of things. And half of it is not true. You know, we don't understand. We're not there. We're depending on people. They're giving their opinion. So it's always good to hear from somebody who's actually been on the ground doing something. So on February the 5th, and also when you go on Women's Spaces, I I definitely have an interview with her. Uh, Anne Wright, a retired U.S. Army colonel, returned turned peace activist. She'll speak on February 5th uh, 
about some of the things that's happening in Palestine with Palestine and Israel. And that's going to be at the Peace and Justice Center. And I really encourage you to mark your calendars. That's February 5th, and that's happening at 630. And the Peace and Justice Center is at 467 Sebastopol Avenue in Santa Rosa. And I really encourage you to check it out and not to be, you know, not, you know, just hear what she has to say. You know, I'm not saying that that she's right or she's wrong, but, you know, you have to listen to what people say. Well, anyway, it looks like I'm looking for something and I just, nope, I didn't find it. But maybe I found it later on. Okay, we're going to take a musical break now. And a song I'm going to be playing is called Bella Chai. And what it means is Goodbye Beautiful. It's an Italian folk song. Listen to this. That was adopted by uh, for the anthem as an anthem in Italy uh, by the anti-fascist resistant movement. And it's become it's become kind of a theme for women. And so I want to dedicate this song to all our women friends out there and all the women that are taking the the risk of being active and letting their voice be known. The song is sung by Betsy Rose and the Women's Choir. And when we return, when we return, I will be talking with Renee Riggs. And let's see, I've got to, I've got to make sure Carabin. And we're going to be talking to Cecile Carabin. And they're going to be, they are community neighborhood organizers who are going to talk about an upcoming event called Santa Rosa Together that is happening on uh, January 31st and February 3rd in Santa Rosa. Both women have a passion for community outreach and engagement. And let me tell you something. These are two ordinary women doing extraordinary things. So let's go ahead, Ken, and listen to our first song, Bella Chai. Right. 
We want to change our world right now. Oh, boy, I wish, I wish, I wish. For you folks just joining us, you are listening to KBBF 89.1 FM, Calistoga, Santa Rosa. I want to remind my listeners the opinion expressed here, not necessarily the opinion of KBBF, its board of directors, its members are women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. You know, I got another email. They asked me, what does that B mean? Well, my middle name is Beverly. Okay, so it's Elaine Beverly Holtz. I never liked Holtz. Holtz has always been a hard one for me. So I thought, how am I going to soften it? So my middle name's Beverly, so I put the B in there. And then as I would go out to uh, do public speaking or come on, on the radio or anything that I was doing, all of a sudden I realized that B stood for I'm doing the best I can. I'm a beautiful child of the universe. Be here now. And Ken and I are also beekeepers, so I added that to the B. So that's why I call myself Elaine B. Holtz. And I'm very animate of having that be in there because it reminds me that I'm a beautiful child of this universe, just like all of us are. And just to always hold that thought in mind. And you might, I did a workshop actually one time is that I had people take that middle initial, that middle name and take just the first letter and see what they can say about themselves. And before I introduce my next guest, uh, uh, I just saw a little, uh, that's a very, very important, um, looks like an event that's happening. So Sonoma County Tenants Union, the first general meeting and renters assembly. Oh, my goodness. On this Saturday. Oops. It it did pass. It passed on January 25th. Sorry I missed that one. I thought I was making a good announcement. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce my two guests that are joining me in the studio. And I'm telling you something. It is really amazing what these women are doing. And And with me is Renee Riggs and Cecile Kerbin. Welcome, ladies. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Thank you very much. We're happy to be here, Elaine. Well, I'm happy to have you here. You know, this is really wonderful when I start looking at your program and what's happening. I mean, I'm very, very excited to have you on the air and to encourage folks to come on down. Uh, Hold on. Who is who? Okay, well, uh, identify yourself. Let me hear your voice, Renee. I'm Renee Riggs. Hi, I'm Cecile Carabin. So now we can thank you so much. You know, it's wonderful to have your your co-producer sitting right next to you to make sure that you do the, the right thing. Anyway, before we begin, ladies, I would like to uh, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Is that okay? Yes. Uh, Renee Riggs is a Santa Rosa resident for the past 12 years. She works to organize neighborhoods with the goal of influencing public policy and impact where we live. She in, she is involved in several civic and duties, duties, including the Southeast Greenway, the Santa Rosa Together, and local political and bond measures. I first uh, met Renee when we did a meetup with Santa Rosa City Council, uh, Julie Combs, where she put me to work as a volunteer greeting and meeting people. You know, and for the next several years, I was on her list and enjoyed every moment <laughs> supporting and helping her whenever she got the call. To be honest with you, we need more women like Renee Riggs. And Cecile, 
Cecile Turpin is a new person into my life, and she also has a passion for community outreach and engagement. Cecile engages community members in productive work to help residents understand the needs of their own neighborhoods, learning the long-term and fulfilling commitment to engaging in democracy. She holds an MA in psychology with an emphasis on organization development from Sonoma State University, which, by the way, is my alma mater, works at Santa Rosa Memorial Hospital, where she facilitates leadership development, enrichment, and learning and engagement program. She has spent this past 10 years working with nonprofit, nonprofit and community organizations on issues, again, of homelessness, equity, transparency, and collaborative teamwork with groups such as Santa Rosa Together and as a member of the Community Advisory Board of Santa Rosa. By the way, I was also a member of the CAB, so I understand exactly what you do. It's a wonderful, wonderful program. You know, people should look at look it up sometime. The Community Advisory Board is on it's on the website just to see what these folks do. Well, anything you'd like to add? How about you, Cecile? Anything you'd like to add with this little description? No, I think you covered my bio pretty well. I do want to say about the Community Advisory Board. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're perfect. Okay. Uh, the Community Advisory Board, I saw that you used to be on it. And I think what's so difficult about it, because it is a great uh, board um, on the charter of the City of Santa Rosa, is it's hard to get that institutional knowledge, you know, where we keep doing or we can build some structure around um, what the communi- what the board does and new people come and go all the time on that board as is true of a lot of the boards and commissions. So um, that's one of the things I like to do as an organization development person is try to get those structures. Oh, they're, they're very important. You know, you know, people talk about anarchy, you know, like, oh, we just throw everything away. Our government is bad. They don't realize you need governed, governing bodies to kind of organize you. The problem is is sometimes they get a little bit of corruption in there, so they don't, they don't go. So let, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, let's start the conversation out. You know, you both are committed to working with neighbors. What, what, what's your motivation? Let's start with you, Renee, because I know you've been very much involved. What is your motivation, and why do you think it's important that citizens like yourself become involved? The most important thing we can do as citizens is get involved, organize, so that as decisions are being made on our governing bodies, council, city, county, national, we have more influence by the fact that we're organized. If one person comes down to say, this is what I want, it has not the same effect as if 20, 30, 40, 50 people are visible and say, this is what we in our neighborhood, in our wherever it is, this is what we would like to see. How can we work with you to make that happen? So what you're saying is it's another voice for people. It's another yes. way they come. And not only that, when they come together in numbers, I, I hate to use this word, but I will. When they come together in numbers, they have more power Absolutely. and more influence yes. in, in what they're doing. Yes. Well, what, well, how did you begin? What was the first thing? What was the first? And how, how do you get your, you know, you, you are involved in so many things. So how do you, what motivates you right now? What always motivates me is the need for our elected bodies to have a better idea of what the people they represent. Like we the people? Yes, exactly, Elaine, we the people. What we the people care about. 
And I think they appreciate knowing that because I think oftentimes when they do make decisions, when they have things coming up, they don't necessarily have a good way of contacting a lot of people. So I think it helps us to help them. Well, also, it's another thing. I don't know if you'll agree or disagree with me. Oftentimes, people are in their homes steaming, complaining. You know, I have no power. I have no control. But by coming together with neighborhood groups or learning who your next-door neighbor is, at yes. least, yes. at least you have a voice. And that's that's what local is. You know, that's why we have... Uh, minutes where they give public comment, all kinds of different things. And your your voice is, your vote is your voice, your voice is your vote. And the people that get elected need our vote. So that is really um, the bottom line. You're so you're, you're saying, Renee, that our vote counts. You bet. And your vote counts when the people that sit at those tables, when they realize that person votes, so maybe I should pay attention. Or that person's involved. That yes. means they have 10 or 20 or 30 yes. people they're going to talk to. They better You listen. said it, yes. How about you, Cecile? I mean, what motivated you? What got you involved with Neighbors? And, and especially this program we're going to talk about. Why do you think it's important? Okay, so for me, <clears throat> I think um, I will build on what um, Renee just said because we it's a two-way street, right? If we're um, getting more involved and we're able to um, talk to our elected officials and become more comfortable doing that and become more comfortable um, speaking out about things with each other. We're building capacity too, so we're we're becoming relaxed about it and we are getting into the idea that it's our right. In a democracy, it only works when we're all doing something and working at it. You know, you bring a good point that I want to make here. You know, democracy takes work. You know, oftentimes when people start complaining, oh, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Why are they taking, especially locally, because we we don't have much impact other than placing a, a vote on the ballot, say, for our senators, our, our Congress people, or even the people in in, uh, in Sacramento. I mean, it's, we can have some contact, but there's nothing like the contact we can have with the local people. And that's why it's important to show up because they get to know you and they get to know what your ideas are. You know, one of the things about you, you wanted to say something? I was just going to say, I want to make sure that we relate all this to what we're doing on Saturday, February 1st, because this really, this is one of the ways that we at Santa Rosa Together work to to educate our neighbors, people in our neighborhoods in this city of exactly what we're talking about and exactly what you always talk about, Elaine, is the power of women and the power of all our voices. And this is aimed at everybody to get together, to learn why, to meet their neighbors, all of that. So, you know, we're going to take a musical break now, okay? And... We're going to get to the workshop, what is going to be happening, because it's very important. And I'm going to play a very special song. And the reason I picked this song, I think this is the second time I'm playing it, is, you know, people talk about the American dream. They talk about all kinds of different things. And there was a song. There was a song. Let's see if I can find my notes. There was a song. It's called The House I Live In. And originally... Originally, it was done. Let me read a little bit about this. The house is a metaphor for the country. 
The song was written in 1943 with lyrics by Abel Murapool and music by Earl Robbins. The lyrics do not reflect the way he thought America was, but what it had potential to be. With the country under attack, he wanted to express why it was worth fighting for. And then later on, in, in what happened with this song, which was very interesting, in 1945, after the war, Frank Sinatra made a recording of it, and also they made a film. Again, was to let people know that the war was a great sacrifice, but we were we were fighting for our principles, for our values. And the film, actually, it's a historical, actually, this, in 2007, this this film and this song was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So I listen to the words. Listen to the words very carefully. It's it's sung by a woman by the name of Maxine Lindhen. You know what I do? You know, women's spaces, I'm always trying to find women who are singing the songs, and she does a wonderful, wonderful job. So listen to this song, and when we return... We will continue our conversation with Renee Riggs and Cecile, Cecile Carabin, Carabin, who are community neighborhood organizers. We've been talk. We're going to talk about an upcoming event called Santa Rosa Together that's happening on January 31st, which I believe is going to be a community for uh, elected officials and people that are working in the community. And February 3rd, which is going to be open to the public. Both women have a passion for community outreach and engagement, and that's February. 1st. February 1st. Oh, where did I get February 3rd? February 1st. Thank you so much for correcting me. And both women have a passion for community and outreach. So let's go ahead and listen to that song and then we'll return and we'll continue with our conversation. What is America to me? A name, a map, a flag I see A certain word Democracy What is America To me The house I live in A plot of earth A street The grocer And the butcher and the people that I meet The children in the playground The faces that I see All races and religions That's America to me I work in the worker by my side, the little town or city where my people lived and died, the howdy and the handshake, the air of being free, and the right to speak my mind out. That's America to me. I see about me The big things and the small The little corner newsstand The house a mile tall The wedding in the churchyard The laughter and the tears The dream that's 
The town I live in The street, the house, the room The pavement of the city We're all crying in the studio. I mean, this is such a, this song is just beyond me. And you know, it's really interesting. One of the lines is the right to speak our mind. You know what that means? We have the First Amendment. We have freedom of speech. We have a right to address our government. That's what democracy is all about. That's what a free country is all about. Amen. Anyway, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And with me in the studio is uh, Renee Riggs and Cecile Kerbin. And we are talking about this wonderful program that they're putting on called Santa Rosa Together. So let's go ahead and talk about this. Uh, who would like to start? Uh, talk about Santa Rosa Together. Give us some background, the motivation. And I know I know that, that you're really concerned because there are two aspects of it. So why don't you talk about this? The two aspects and then get, give us a little bit of clarity but the most important thing is talk about the background and your motivation uh, and you're going to talk Cecile. Okay, okay thank you so we have two forums coming up this weekend um, we actually had them originally planned in November and then our venue became the command center for the uh, the city so we had to postpone and you mean uh, because of the fire because of the fires yeah um, and we um, the one on the thirty first is really for um, city and county staff, elected officials, um, and that's it because we wanted them to have their own venue to be able to talk about why is it important to them, why is it beneficial for anybody at any level to be involved in community engagement that works for government, and then the community. What we are promoting today is the community forum which is called building neighborhood power so we're focusing on neighborhoods we're inviting jim deer so that's february 1st from 9 30 to 1 p.m we have child care we've before, got translation before we go into that okay before we go in that i want to i want to cover a little bit about the first part okay so the first part is going to be mainly for elected officials and people who work within government Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, why why was that important to you? What motivated you to to have that aspect of it and even separate it mm-hmm. from the public? I mean, what was your what was your so, thought? So, um doing I do organization development work. So, I recognize that when you get organizations together, there's always a um you want them to have some space to be able to speak freely. And a lot of times when we get together and you mentioned it, um the public gets kind of angry and pent up about um, certain things and we're used to town hall style things when the um, when residents are involved or get together and this is really about understanding because Jim Deers who's coming is going to actually help us see what the benefit is to government we're involved in bottom up organizing 
So why would anybody in government um, who does this work, why would they care about bottom-up organizing? Yeah, they're used to top-down. That's right. That's how government works often. Yeah. Um, well, we and, have a president, and, you know, we, at the hierarchy, that's right. you know, down, 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 down. And that's how we get things done. That's how most of us work, right? Even nonprofits work like that. So at any rate, um, we thought it would be best uh, for Jim to present to them why, do, why neighborhoods would be so important and how do we get people engaged um, from their perspective. And is that good enough? Do, oh, yeah. yeah. No, and, why, and why they should care. Why right. are elected and the staff people, why will it make their life easier if they really learn how to work and with people that actually live in the neighborhoods, people that their policy impacts, it will make their lives easier if they figure this out. Well, you know, it's it's really interesting. I have I have to bring the protest out that happened uh, on the weekend. You know, I brought this sign when we uh, when we protested the uh, Iraq War, and on the top I put two thousand and two. We were right. No war in Iran. And all of a sudden, when I looked at it when I wrote that poster. 2002 we were right I suddenly realized as I was doing this I knew I was going to do this interview about neighborhoods how important it is not only for neighbors being able to neighborhoods being able to speak uh, to power so to speak but for the power to listen you know because oftentimes right. believe it or not folks the public is ahead of the public of, of the elected officials that's why it's very very important and oftentimes another thing that i find that is really important is they have to understand the importance of appointing people to boards that are not necessarily like minds. You want somebody in there that's different. You want somebody in there that's giving you... And why should it be a threat? It should be welcomed. So I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Uh-huh. about. And then the separation allows each group to be honest because I know that tension. I mean, I've been in front of that board of supervisors and the city council more than my age, actually. So I do want to say, though, that our community forum, which is um, Saturday, February first nine thirty to one um, both well that's taking place at um, the utilities field office on 35 stony point road um, so that's for anybody people who work in government can come to that but we are focusing on residents and um, we're offering spanish translation children activities we have child care um, and we really want to make this a true you know a lot of government people live in the city too so we want to get them involved as residents. And we, as SRT, is about bringing diverse uh, – I, I will talk about the RSVP in a sec. But um, I want to say that SRT, uh, we are a diverse group of people. We're all volunteers. And we're committed to finding ways to strengthen our democracy but to bring in voices that aren't normally heard. And – we think that people in neighborhoods in a democracy a lot of we know what our neighbors need our neighborhoods need so we want to get people engaged on a local very granular level on the things that they can change for themselves actually when you get involved on a personal level you feel better you're not yes. quite as angry because you feel you have some control what are your thoughts on this how did you get involved in this Renee well Santa Rosa together um, you know, we really, our 
main thing, our mantra, what we believe is bottom up. And so being able to get involved with neighborhoods, with seeing who lives there, helping them realize that bottom up really does work and how to do it. Um, this is what really got me involved with Santa Rosa Together, and that's really everything we do is based on that. You know, I want to talk a little bit about Bottom Up. You know, to me personally, the most important person in our in our neighborhood is the guy that picks up the trash. I mean, when you look at some of these neighborhoods in, in, in other countries that are really going through some hard times, you see how that accumulates and how it creates disease and everything. So when, you, when you're talking bottom-up, it's really to appreciate the levels that are underneath that are really holding us up. I mean, the, the trash people, the, the nurses, the, the, you know, all these different human beings that are considered lower than, say, elected official are the ones that are really holding us up. So I think it's very important that, that they understand that, that mm-hmm. w- people are elected to serve, not to dominate and not to lecture and not to control. So it's, it's, a, it's a real important thing that people have to get a mindset. Oftentimes, in you, uh, Cecile, we're talking about democracy, uh, you know, creating a, a, an experience to ha- create more democracy. That's what democracy is about. It starts out, we the people, not we the elected officials, not we the president, but we the people. And that's very important to recognize. Yeah, I, I also want to build on something you just said. And we take a lot for granted, exactly. and we don't know what we're taking for granted. So the more we get involved, especially... and. I have to say, I want to just say that I think women understand this better. We do, you know, we're okay doing the hard work in in changing things, right? Except, except one thing. When you go to that exhibit at the, uh, at the Sonoma County uh, Museum, you begin to understand that women had to stand up and how difficult it was. Oh, yeah. But at the same time... I just want to give ahead. a shout out to um, Ms. Blaylock, who shared, you know, what the status of women that group is doing. Who want? We want women to come out and really share what is going on and what's important to the neighborhood. Right, and you know, women are responsible for the children, and and where do the children go? They go to an. Why do you buy a yes. home? You say, oh, yes. it's a good school district, or it's good. Okay, any last words, lady? Go ahead. I just want to um, say that we are looking for RSVPs. We will not turn anybody away who just shows up, but you can go on to uh, SonomaIntersections.org because this is a collaborative. Um, endeavor. It's with Santa Rosa Together. Together, the city of Santa Rosa has partnered with us, and so has Sonoma Intersections and Santa Rosa Housing for All. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them. Oh, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, SonomaIntersections.org. And let me remind people that all this information will be on Women's Spaces at www.womenspaces.com that you can see anything. Any last words for you, Renee? I just want to appreciate what you do, Elaine, and I'm not surprised you've... You always say yes when I ask you for anything, and this is just an outgrowth of the value that you give, and we really appreciate being able to talk about our efforts to get people together. Well, thank you, Renee, and I can say the same thing about you. I mean, we need more women like you doing things like this, bringing neighborhoods together, bringing folks together. It's a, it's a very, very important thing. So I want to remind folks that tonight uh, at the library, it's going to be the Commission on the Status of Women 
the main library downtown. And that's it for our program. I want to remind folks that Women's Spaces will be aired uh, again at 11 p.m. And I want to thank Renee Riggs and Cecile Cecile Kerban and also uh, Jan Badlock for being such wonderful guests uh, here on Women's Spaces. All programs are archived on www.womenspaces.com. Also, I'm available for speaking engagements. And if you have any announcements, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, even deaths, you know, I mean, I feel, you know, life is life is such a journey. It's really very, very interesting. And remember, above all, our children are the future. And we must stand up for that. We must stand up for them. We must let them know that we are here. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. And I want to thank you so much for listening. And I want to. I look forward to being with you the next time. And before we end, I want to give a special shout-out to Leslie Graves for the wonderful, wonderful event that she uh, did with the Women's, uh, Women's March. Uh, just amazing. And also to the Sonoma County Museum, Eric uh, Stanley for just event. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces, and I look forward to being with you the next time. Take you home now The woman in your life She can wait so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life Is you Because the woman in your life The woman in your life The woman in your life Is you The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, January 27th, 2020.